I do a lot of long rides at my uh, parents' place and um, um, I have this old uh, uh, road bike and there's this bag in, in the frame and I always put 200 grams of Haribo in that. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm eating constantly. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. And I'm Michael. And this is the Endurance Innovation Podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Endurance Innovation. Joining me today for his second appearance uh, on the show is Bjorn Kafka of Aerotune. And uh, listeners, you probably have no no way of knowing this, but uh, Bjorn and I actually speak quite quite often. So I actually had to ask him if this was his second appearance on the show or his fifth, because uh, in my mind, uh, we've had we've had these conversations, you know, at least once a month. Uh, so it's with uh, with great pleasure that I welcome him back on the show, so he can share some of the uh, the insights that he's been sharing with me all these all these months. Bjorn, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I'm. <laughs> Happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, the reason I, I was really keen on having a Bjorn on the show is kind of twofold. Uh, first, uh, I know that uh, both he and um, and uh, Sebastian are sort of serial innovators. Let's put it that way. There's, they're always coming up with something new, and, and there is uh, something interesting that they do have in the works, um, an evolution, and maybe even a little bit of a revolution in the in the metabolic testing that they're doing. Um, but also, I've been thinking a lot about uh, VO2 max and uh, and uh, training to improve VO2 max, and I've been having conversations with folks about, uh, on that topic. Uh, and I kind of <laughs> listeners to the show will have heard me ramble about it on our last podcast, which which I did with Andrew. And uh, there's not too too many people that I'd want to learn from um, about VO2 max uh, more so than Bjorn. So that's the that's the other reason that I wanted to have him on the show. So today we'll be talking about um, improvements in Aerotune's uh, power test and what that means to all of you folks. And uh, then we'll we'll switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, VO2 max. Bjorn, how does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. I hope I can answer your questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident that you can. So, so let's start with uh, with the power test. Um, yeah. Listeners, I'll just give you a little quick synopsis of what we spoke about back in April, which was our our hundredth episode when Bjorn was on the show for for the his uh, first appearance. And so, and that is that uh, Aerotune, which is a platform that grew out of aerodynamic testing, and a platform um, which I mention on this show quite a bit because I use it. Uh, I used it extensively during the summer to test uh, myself and, and uh, other folks um, from an aerodynamics perspective. Uh, and then uh, they had developed in the, I guess they released in the in the winter and spring of 2021, uh, this means of uh, doing metabolic testing without uh, a metabolic cart. So uh, determining VO2 max, determining a metric which we'll discuss called VLA max. And today Bjorn is back on to uh, share how that testing has changed, um, both on the cycling and the running side, which I know is very exciting for some of you, uh, and uh, where, it's, where it's heading. So Bjorn, take it away. Yeah, so actually we have this um, protocol, yeah, which still we still use and we still like. It was uh, like a sprint test, a four-minute test or ramp test, mm -hmm. and a 20-minute test, and you... Uh, you did these tests on two days. Huh? You can do that on two days. So, and uh, we had, actually it was already in April when we had uh, the first podcast. Uh, we know that especially with um, uh, professional athletes and um, world tour riders and things like that, that we need a one-day protocol. And why is that? Where did the need for a one-day protocol come from? Yeah, I, so uh, <laughs> the problem is if you do a, a two uh, or two, uh, tests on two days you always have like maybe one day of easy riding and then um, um, a, a one day of uh, recovery stuff so you lose actually training time huh? hmm, yeah so uh, especially during the season it's always nice to know okay this athlete is in that kind of shape yeah his vo2 makes or power numbers or whatever are in, uh, heading to that direction or not so we designed this one day test and the other thing is it's it's maybe it's also on the mental side that uh, 
riders are like, oh shit, I have to do like a, a 20 minutes <laughs> FTP test. So I hate that. And so yeah. we, we designed this uh, new protocol. We use that or we're using that a lot now. And so, and we thought about uh, like as a Christmas present. We... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> That's not the kind of present that you think of when you think of Christmas presents. Yeah, we did that last year too. Yeah, We opened up the power <laughs> test uh, actually oh, for okay, free okay. in the beginning uh, as a beta version. And uh, so, yeah, we thought, okay, um, and now it's it's ready to to be used by everyone, and you can do that, especially over uh, the holidays. Now, uh, can use it and test yourself, yeah, on one day. So mm -hmm. that's it's Perfect. nice, it's easy to use, and it gives you the same metrics. Yeah. So what's the what's the protocol? What's the new protocol? So the new protocol is um, yeah, you have the sprint test. Uh, it's like a mm -hmm. ten seconds a seated sprint test. Then you have uh, twenty minutes of easy riding. Then you have a four minute uh, test, all out but well paced. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have 30 minutes of very easy riding and then you have a 12 minutes test and uh, of uh, constant high pace and this is a, a, the outdoor protocol and the indoor protocol is actually the same except that you have like um, uh, instead of the four minutes you have a ramp uh, protocol yeah um, to every minute 20 watts up until exhaustion then you mm -hmm. have like 30 minutes easy again and then you have a 12 minutes test yeah so that's it we get the same numbers as uh, from a two-day test uh, protocol we are happy and uh, very happy and very pleased with that and yeah, so this is how it works <laughs> i have a couple of questions about the execution of the test because yeah. obviously you know we've i think we spoke about this last time you were on and this is something i think about and talk about quite a bit is you know, if you if you don't get good data in your in your execution, then your you know your your test results are not useful to anybody. Um, so one of the I know one thing that's quite challenging for folks um, that I've worked with is uh, the uh, the standing sprint. Mm -hmm. Well, the the dead stop sprint, especially indoors on a trainer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for folks on how to execute that? Um, actually, what's the problem? <laughs> So the problem is 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 getting up to uh, high enough power quickly mm -hmm. enough mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. on the indoor trainer, mm -hmm. especially if you have if you don't have a a modern direct drive trainer. Mm -hmm. I know I, I and this is my case too. I still have mm -hmm. an old Compu trainer, mm -hmm. so it's it's uh, you know wheel on, mm -hmm. and you can't just hammer it or you're you know or you, you get some slip even if you crank up the uh, the tension mm -hmm. depending how how strong you are I suppose, mm -hmm. um, and so it's just it's tough to get uh, it's tough to get power high enough quickly enough um mm -hmm. indoors i find mm -hmm. so um um you don't have to overthink that too much yeah um okay. because we just look a little bit more on the the, the curve side than on the on the peak power thing especially at the okay. indoor test yeah and the outdoor test is another story i can't tell you too much about that so uh, sure. just execute the test indoor with the sprint it's absolutely fine you uh, if there are 600 watts, then it's 600 watts, absolutely fine. Um, mm -hmm. For outdoor testing, it's actually more important to have a, a good sprint test with peak power and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, but indoor, it's uh, we just look a little bit more on the shape. That's an interesting point because uh, I find that outdoors, I can I can hit easily, you know, like 200 watts higher in a yes. sprint than I yes. can never do in an indoors. And yes. uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I blame it on technology, not yeah. my legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, actually, it is like yeah, it, it's like that. But yeah. it uh, it's we have that in mind, and we uh, mm -hmm. do uh, we uh, always have that uh, for the calculation. So don't be afraid if it's less power. So sure. it, it will not change. You will have the same VO two max. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, the twelve minute test yes. uh, that is uh, that's the end at the end of the um, the test. Uh, you you mentioned even pacing, so you're trying to you know keep uh, average power fairly steady for it, mm -hmm. or it's not an yes. overpaced kind of effort. No, 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 no. So it's just that's, it's something like if you do it, if you are used to a twenty minutes test, it's a little bit more, yeah? some kind of percentage, yeah, depending on how good you are. Yeah, uh, sure. I would say like Vila Max. Some other people would say another thing, depending on W Prime <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, right. <laughs> um, yeah, you need to find the pacing. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. And um, the last question I had for you, uh, and I know, I'm pretty sure I know your answer for this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, most of the most of the listeners to the show are triathletes, um, time trialists. 
what position are you doing these three efforts in, in terms of are you sitting up or are you on the skis? <laughs> um, depending on how you train. Yeah? Um, um, if you're constantly in your aero position, then you should do these tests in aero position. If you're riding a normal road bike, you, of course, should uh, do that on uh, on your road bike. And you will also have, you will have different oxygen kinetics, for example, if you're doing an, a, a MET test on, on, on your aero bars or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to I take agree. that in account. Uh, so um, always... You can also do two tests. Why not? Yeah, um, it's it's possible. <laughs> if you're a true masochist, yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's pretty easy with aerotune because you, right. if you have a power test, you can you can do easily uh, two or three tests if you want with different kind of bikes, and then you have yeah, like, like your different power outputs. And as we all know, uh, if you are in an aero position, you maybe push less, especially when you're in a very aggressive aero position, and that's yeah, that's the power you should train in aero position. Yeah. So I always recommend um, do the test in the position you train and also do the test in the position you race. Yeah? So that you and the, the closer the races are coming, the more you should of course train in your um, yeah, race position. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you will not get used to that. Uh, I fully agree. I think that's that's really good advice. And I always think back to what uh, Dan Bingham said on the show, how he's, you know, he always trains in, in the aero position unless yeah. he's, you know, unless he's got some road racing coming up because he's primarily, a, you know, a time trialist yeah. track guy. So he's, he, he says he rides overwhelmingly in aero, even when he's doing easy rides. And I've, I've started to switch my own training that way. And also the folks that I work with, really encouraging them to spend more time in that position. So then, of course, to your point, it makes a lot of sense to test in the, in the position that you you're going to train in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely the case. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and uh, one one quick point. So when you said you can do, this is just for uh, to clarify for our listeners. When you said that you can do, you know, two or three or four aero uh, power tests, rather, mm-hmm. um, that's because you have a whole month to do yes. these, right? Is that yes. still is that still the case for aero yes. turn? It's still the case. Yes. If you mess up a test, just do it again. If you want to see if you have some adaptations over the uh, over a month, you just do one in the beginning and one at the end. Exactly. Yeah. So, listeners, that's the that's for those of you who haven't used Aerotune in the past. Um, their the way that their um their credit system works is you buy a month of worth of testing, and that includes aerodynamic and power testing, which is pretty sweet. So you can do you know as many tests as you want to do in that in that month long period. Yeah. Just wanted to make that clear. Oh, by the way, have you have you seen um the the coach thing that we built in, so that you also can um if you have the coach account. Yeah, uh, you can um, um, type in real lab data like VO2max and VLAMX. And you can also, if you, for example, have, a, have an athlete that is like messing up a test and you see, okay, there was a lorry in front of him, so he lost about 10 watts. Mm-hmm. You can say um, it's 10 watts more and then you can get the real um, um, calculate or the better calculation out of that. Uh, so with Oh, a, no, I haven't it, seen that. I will show you. Huh. <laughs> It's very okay. nice, yeah. So this is uh, actually this was we wanted to separate the the coach account from the the normal user account, yeah. So and um, so to give uh, the coaches more benefit, mm-hmm. and uh, so but we actually we don't say that too much. So uh, with the coach stuff, you can actually manipulate the data a little bit more or less to um, to see. Yeah, if you know your athletes, it's it's quite handy and very good for you. Oh, that's that's awesome. Okay. Uh, very good to know. But <laughs> yes. uh, let's move on and uh, and talk about uh, something that I know I've been really looking forward to seeing. And uh, listeners to our show who are who are runners and uh, obviously triathletes are very interested in uh, in learning about what's the status on the running power test. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we we all we have a model, um, but uh, the problem with running is always like uh, getting um, good results from the GPS signal. And so, um, especially Sebastian uh, was um, putting a lot of effort in that, and we find now a, a good system to calculate and filter um, the GPS signal. But we still have to do that on a 400 meter track because we don't see mm-hmm. any possibilities to get very valid results uh, out of a running. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we calculate the power. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, then we have the same metrics, uh, VO2max, uh, VLAMX, and stuff like that. The protocol will be 
nearly the same a little bit but i can tell you more when it's when it's uh, official but it will take some <laughs> sure. some more months i'm sorry for that but we the, <laughs> okay. the, it's always like we always have the problem with error testing with power testing and everything we need to get good data yeah it's the mm -hmm. same in the lab yeah i've, I've mm -hmm. told you the story about the, the lab test i got from very big labs yeah and yes, even yeah. there if something is not calibrated enough or not good calibrated, it's too warm or whatever, yeah, and uh, the, the volume in this thing is not right and all these little things or the lactate measurement system is not right. This is also a nice paper I saw yesterday uh, from, from Norway. Um, if you're measuring shit, you're getting shit out. So and um, right. so and uh, this is why we, we if, especially with the GPS signal, we need a uh, we need good filters to get a high high accuracy and we are on a very good way and we already have that now and yeah mm -hmm. so this was actually the biggest problem it was is getting getting high quality data which yes. i can yeah I, that makes that makes perfect sense to me but a, an important question uh that you are basing um your analysis for the run power test on pace and not on power from a device something like the stride no we can do that we already have that, but uh, we do our own calculations. Yes, pace based. Okay, so yes. this is great because then once it's once it's ready for prime time, all you need is the GPS watch. Yes, that's it. You don't that's need it. you don't need any other equipment. No, you don't need any other equipment. Yeah, and a four hundred meter track. And a four hundred meter track. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's easy. That's <laughs> yeah. easy. that's that's usually quite quite easy to find. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm all uh, I'm on the edge of my seat on that one because I know <laughs> I know I think we can we can definitely get you some business if uh, once once that's ready to roll. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's talk about some of the things that we can expect from a from a cycling power test. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned these values VO two max, VLA max. I think most of our listeners are quite familiar with VO two max. Yes because we, we bang on about it quite a bit. Um, let's talk about VLA Max and, and specifically, well, describe what it is, please, but also um, then I want to talk about what does it mean and how we mm -hmm. can use it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, we also talked about VLA Max quite a bit. We did, we did, but it has been some time, so I think we, should, we could, uh, we could yeah, use a refresher. It's so been I, all the way will, from April. I will make it quite easy. Yeah, so um, um, some say it's a glycolytic power, which I think it's okay to say. Um, take it more or less like um, the the efficiency of your engine. Yeah? So the, the VO2 max is your engine and the VLA max is your efficiency. Um, mm -hmm. The higher the VLA max is, the less efficient you are. So the more carbs are you using. But on the other hand, you have a, a lot of horsepower, sprint power, but you're using more mm -hmm. carbs. Yeah? Um, and it also has like an influence on your threshold. It's 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 not that high if you, for example, have a have a, a low Vila max. So that's actually it. Yeah, take it as like an efficiency factor. Yeah, and mm -hmm. we also should. It, it's it's a model. Yeah, to be honest, but it gives you an idea, and what in which range you should be to perform in your um, level of sport. Yeah, if you want to do like mm -hmm. a long course a triathlon stuff, Ironman, you should have like. Or you should be lower, yeah. And if you are not low, you should uh, keep that in mind and eating a lot, yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in 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 endurance sport, where it's very straightforward, power wise and pacing wise, uh, I think the metrics is very. You can use this metric very well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and, but uh, as I told you, in other uh, scenarios, for example, if you have like um, um, speed changes a lot and um, maybe very rough terrain, like in a mountain bike race, uh, you this metric can give you sometimes a, a wrong direction. Yeah. Not for the training, but maybe for the race outcome. Okay. Yeah. So you do a power test, and you uh, you get a VO two max and a VLA max, mm -hmm. and let's say, look, for the most part, uh, I believe listeners to the show are you know let's say triathletes. Mm -hmm. Let let us talk about that uh, that long course um, triathlete who is uh, who wants to optimize his or her physiology for an Ironman race. Mm -hmm. So then um, they they get a result. Where do they where do they kind of want to be in the VLA max uh, range? So VO two max, obviously, you want to have it as high as high. possible. And we will yeah. we will finish that we will finish this conversation with uh, some thought your thoughts on VO two max. Mm -hmm. But where does the where is their ideal VLA max range lie? Yeah, it should be zero point four 
four five when you eat a lot then you can still mm -hmm. finish but uh, the lower it is but the better but not like too low not like 0 0.18 or something like that um yeah. especially when you especially for training it's 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 not good if it's too low um but uh yeah it i would say it starts at 0 0.45 and then going down so this is what i see yeah, uh, just to uh, maybe put a finer point on something that you just said, uh, 0.45, you're okay if you eat a lot. And the yes. reason for that, of course, is as you mentioned, you 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 burn a lot more carbohydrates yes. at a higher VLA max. And so it, it's it not only does 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 knowing your VLA max tell you how to train and then maybe tell you which way you need to go, but it also can uh, can help you uh, come up with a nutrition strategy for yes. for a race. Because yes. if you know you're high and you're entering, you know, you're close enough to the race where you're not going to be able to change VLA max very much, then it makes a lot of sense to really maximize your, your carbohydrate intake and train that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You should train that, especially uh, when you have a higher VLA max and <clears throat> you need a strategy, uh, especially on the bike and thinking about how much should I eat? May maybe what kind of uh, carbs should I eat on that uh, 180 kilometers? Maybe I should start with some other uh, kind of more starchy stuff in the beginning and then going a little bit higher at the end. And then you need a strategy on the run. Yeah. So we can't eat mm -hmm. too much on the run uh, because of the up and down oscillation stuff. Sure. And um, maybe eating very high sugary stuff at the end. So like having a little kick and run out quite fast so yeah you can work with that we had some measurements with these glucose glucose sensors mm -hmm. and uh, we had different kind of strategy but also be careful here we don't know how good these things measure yeah so yes we don't know that I'm, really yeah I, I've been, yeah <laughs> I, i've been i've been very interested in that in that technology and and so far i've been getting kind of uh, very yeah very similar very similar interpretations from people who have used it as that when i was riding yeah, and we're racing so it was like at the end of kind of 90s mid 90s and um, also beginning of 2000s a lot of races had uh, their own like glucose sensors yeah the little thing doing like a finger prick and checking mm -hmm. your glucose. I still do that. I still have that thing. They are yeah. very cheap. And if you want to know that during a long yeah. run and checking your glucose, you just take the stuff. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like, it's what the diabetics use, right? Yes. It's the, yeah, actually it's you a, can use that glu too. Glucose sensor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's not very handy, but it, it gives you an idea. <laughs> so we did that. Yeah. So we did yeah. the beginning yeah. of 2000, I measure my glucose. And was it useful in your training? Did you, were you able to use it to some To be effect? honest, I, I can't remember really. Yeah, I know, okay, <laughs> when it's very, if you have a long ride, yeah, for example, yeah. um, you should, the longer it gets, the more uh, carbs we are using and um, you should maintain a very high blood sugar to, to have uh, a good training yeah, and not being mm -hmm. like totally um, tired after it. But mm -hmm. to be honest, if you listen to your body, and you, yeah, you, I was going to ask you. Yeah. It, it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah for, 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 I can only t t t t talk about uh, uh, for, from my perspective. If I getting a little lower blood sugar, I've, I'm getting a little tired, like yeah. maybe a little blurry vision. And I, my reactions are a little less precise and fast and stuff like that. Then you know, okay, maybe I should eat something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I'm riding, yeah, I I do it very. I'm not a role model for that, but I do a lot of long rides at my uh, parents' place, and um, and I have this old uh, road bike, and there's this bag in in the frame, and I always put 200 grams of Haribo in that. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm eating constantly, so. First yeah. of all, it tastes nice, and I we have this. It's a nice area there, so you can ride between two, uh, actually two oceans. Yeah, uh, so, oh, yeah. There, so you can to to, to the Baltic uh, or Baltic Sea and the North Sea, so you can switch. Yep. Yeah, so it's only like a, a fifty kilometers uh, st stretch. Yeah, so it's a very nice. You have this nice surroundings, and I'm constantly eating Haribo. Yeah? So and you, <laughs> and this is always this is one of the main or the biggest problems. Um, um. People don't eat, especially if you if you grew up in this kind of old-fashioned way of endurance training. Eating was cheating. 
it was like that. Yeah. So <laughs> is that what they used to say? Yes. Huh. It is. So when I did long hour rides, six hour rides, we were allowed to eat one apple after three hours. <laughs> that that, that definitely know, doesn't uh, resonate with today's thinking. I know one time I was like six kilometers away from my parents and we were like, at, we had to, to go left. I was like, where I am now? I told, <laughs> I was like so tired and exhausted. and But that was the way of training. Yeah. Hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five, six, seven hours. That was training. Hardly eating anything. So, it's, but that's changed a lot. And I'm very happy about that because people yeah, are. That, it, that would burn you out. Like, how, how, how many of those does your body have in you? When you're young, maybe, but yes. then it, it would break you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's it, very it, stressful. That, that, that kind of training is incredibly stressful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, the, the rest of the day, what are you doing? You're sitting on the couch. Yeah, eating. you passed out. <laughs> yeah, you pass out eating, and yeah. I, I watched TV or read. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't even able to read. I was so tired. <laughs> yeah, huh, that's that, was that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yes. Oh man. Okay. So let's say you are that long course triathlete, and uh, you're allowed to eat now. Um, yes. But uh, <laughs> on your six hour ride, <laughs> uh, but you're you know you do a power test with Bjorn, and uh, the the VLA number comes up a little bit high, and you got lots of time. Let's say you got you know look we're you're, we're in December now, uh, mid December. This episode may air probably in the in the beginning of January. Uh, let's say you have six months, eight months before your big race. Um, what do you do? How do you how do you move that VLA max needle and can you successfully move it in, in six to eight months? Yes. No problem. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, Tell no. us. I would. Yeah. I, first of all, I, as you know me, I, I always want to look at uh, the VO2 max. So I'm happy if the VLA max is a little higher. So we okay. can then... Uh, can, uh, oh, tell us why you want to look at VO2 max as well. This is I, I think I know where you're going with this, but I, w I want you to tell the listeners. <laughs> so um, you have actually, to make it, to, to, to create a picture, to make it more clear. If you have a very low VLA max, your threshold and your VO2 max are very close together. Yeah? So, mm -hmm. yep. yeah, so for example, if you have like 360 watts at a threshold and then you have like 410 at VO2 max, so that would be quite low. I don't have the exact numbers, but it it's low. Mm -hmm. So, and you have like a very little stretch where you can train the VO2 max and you don't get mm -hmm. this right amount of stimuli uh, I would like. And also like if lactate is kind of a signal molecule, it would be nice to have like a little bit more inside you. Huh? So, mm -hmm. and okay. it's nicer to have like a bigger span building up more lactate using that as a molecule and then um, Min, um, yeah, stimulate muscles and stuff like that. So that's so. What is lactate a signal molecule for? What it, what what would it what would it simulate in your in your understanding? Oh, <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> getting, I, is this a big question? <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 not a simple question. No, it's it's a okay. good question. It's absolutely right. Um, I couldn't tell you that in detail, to be honest. Yeah, um, I would have to look it up. Of course, we have some um, enzymatic uh, stuff in the muscle fibers and things like that, but I have to look it up to be honest. Yeah. Okay. No, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's jump back. So if you yeah. if you only have a very small uh, delta between VO two max power and and uh, and critical power or FTP, um, your training your training is a little bit limited. That's what you were that's what you were getting at, right? Yes. 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 You can't do that hard stuff at VO two max. Yeah. You have to go a little bit back, maybe doing um, at riding at VO2 max at 90% and stuff like that, doing longer stuff. It's easier what I see to do this harder stuff and doing more VO2 max intervals to get a, yeah, a better adaptation and raising your VO2 max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or getting more power, getting more power at VO2 max, I would say. Yeah. So even the VO2 max changes changes a lot. Yeah. As we know, it, it always depends on how much oxygen uh, you you need. Uh, or or to say, if you do it, for example, if you do a test, yeah, a RAM test, and do it with uh, with the mask on, and you see, okay, you're hitting 80 uh, with uh, at 400 watts. It looks like oh, this is look nice. But uh, the guy that is hitting uh, uh, seventy at four hundred watts is he is he is he not that good? Actually, he <laughs> it's is still, yeah. still four hundred watts. Yeah, four hundred watts. So yeah. we always have 
Unless he's heavier and then and then power to weight makes yes, a difference. Yes, 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 of course. Because maybe yeah. he's seventy same, because same he's weight. heavier. So, but this guy yeah. using less oxygen, yeah. And you also yeah, yeah. have that during different positions, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, um, I worked at a company and they did. Uh, I think it was a master thesis about a, a bike fitting. Mm -hmm. And so they they did a bike fitting and want to see what happens. So in the beginning, they were very happy when the VO2 max get up. They were like, "Oh, cool, we have like he's." But actually, sometimes they didn't push more watts. So the gross efficiency was getting worse. <laughs> so was it good or not having a high? <laughs> and we all know this uh, this nice um, uh, story about it was like, what's his name? Oscar Svensson? Uh, this, yeah, Svensson, yeah, that's yeah, it. He's, like he, 19... he's come up so many times in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, he's like show. 96. Yeah, so, and if you look at this data, he was getting worse. <laughs> it's his, his efficiency, yeah. <laughs> So always keep. So I I actually look a little bit more at like what's what's per kilos at a four minutes test, yeah, or the, a ramp test and stuff like that. So this gives me more or less a, a, a better number, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you have quite low VO two max numbers, but the guys are riding at seven point eight watts uh, at at VO two max, so they are very fit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy high. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jumping back to oh, our um, our case study, no, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, the case study of the uh, the long course athlete with a slightly too high VLA max who has half a year to go before his or her a race. Um, what should they do? How how should they structure their training to try and lower that VLA max? Oh, depending on their life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do they have kids? <laughs> how much time do they have to train? Is well, that how much time at? do they have to train? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so let's say they have a lot of time to train. They are, yeah, they they should go kids. long, <laughs> yeah. a lot of kilometers, yeah. um, easy long kilometers, eating enough, uh, mixing up with VO two max work, and doing every eight weeks, doing some testing, see what happened, and uh, then um, yeah, I would do that like for well, three months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and even then, if you do a lot of volume. It will have some kind of effect on your Vila Max and VO2 Max. Yeah. Yes. And of then um, I think was it like this? This the quote from Michael Phelps. Uh, he was always talking about capacity and utilization, and I like that kind of idea. Yeah. So building up this capacity, this high VO2 Max, and then mm -hmm. at the utilization part, you're thinking about more, more or less about specific stuff. And I also do that a lot. Um, so. Um, so we have like maybe now we have the VO2max that we want, um, so now we we're looking for like uh, changing the Vila max, and so getting this rider a little bit more efficient. So and then you can do like yeah, um, high torque, maybe eating a little less carbs, and I also would do a uh, race specific stuff, yeah, and um, um, riding in arrow position maybe in in that kind of tempo speed you're doing uh, on the uh, on the long uh, race yep. but i would say focusing a lot on building the engine and then maybe start to with a specific part maybe three three months maybe only two months before depending on how fit you are I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go too crazy on like uh, constantly riding specific and um, eating too little and yeah. Or see what demands do you have, and if you do intervals, do the intervals at the end, so that you, when you are already fatigued. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, very simple. It's it, training has to be very simple, not easy but simple. Huh? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So okay, so that's great. So this is uh, so really, uh, really focusing on volume if you if you have the the luxury of time. But if you yeah. don't, if you're uh, you know if you do have kids and you have a full time job and maybe instead of you know eighteen to twenty hours a week, you only have ten or twelve at best. Yes, maybe even less. Um, yeah. What's the approach there? If if long isn't an option until you know, obviously you you can't train for an Ironman without doing long workouts. Mm -hmm. That's just not an option for for i don't think that's a reasonable way to train um but let's say for most of the season you don't have the ability to do a lot of volume what then getting divorced i would say <laughs> no <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> no uh... we cut that out of the show no we can keep that in there. <laughs> i just won't let my let my wife listen to this one <laughs> no uh 
marrying someone who has a lot of money and don't work anymore. No, 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 just, just sorry, joking. <laughs> it's nearly Christmas, so. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I would look if you find some kind of islands where you can do high volume, yeah? Maybe mm, going okay. into a tr training camp, yeah? Mm -hmm. And the, the rides you do, the base rides, the easy ones, I would do in Fatmax, most of them. If you do indoor mm -hmm. rides, do them in Fatmax. Yeah. So just slightly higher than base. Slightly right? higher. Intensity. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I would do that, and um, I would do a lot of running. Yeah. Because uh, we have just using more muscle fibers and stuff like that, and we are getting, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe getting a little bit more out of out of that. And uh, yeah, that's actually it. Yeah. And then hitting um, like uh, I would say something like three weeks of base training. Um, try to get maybe a little bit more volume than easy weeks, two weeks of VO2 max, easy, again, uh, base training, easy, again, VO2 max, and then seeing where you are, and then maybe doing some, depending on your VO2 max, maybe some um, uh, max, uh, maybe doing some other stuff, maybe sweet spot with high cadence or stuff like that. The, 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 you always have to keep in mind our body likes kind of this, couch potato um, uh, modus yeah uh, what is that? How, do, how do you mean yeah i, I mean like um, he, we are lazy machines yeah so yes. if we, <laughs> i i told you yeah about my nutrition this morning but it's the same <laughs> like right. sylvester stallone yeah? <laughs> you're doing well then <laughs> yes good company no, and uh, so um so uh, what i mean is um you need, of course, you need to you need to change the stimuli, uh, the stimulus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, if you're always constantly doing the same work again and again and again, nothing will happen. Yeah. So yeah. every training works for six weeks. If you do six weeks of hard v uh, FTP kind of base work, of course you will have mm -hmm. some kind of nice adaptations. And um, I think it was Isurin or Veshakosi. I don't know. Um, he had. This, it was like, was it in his first block? I don't know. Sorry. Um, uh, but it was like adaptation. Yeah. And how fast do we adapt mm -hmm. in which kind of weeks? And so we see in the first two weeks, we have most of the adaptation. I think it was about 60%. And the last uh, four weeks, we only have like 40. Um, so um, there you can see if you do again and again the same stuff, nothing will change. Yeah. Or hardly anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you should be, you just, you should change it. The stuff yeah and don't be too focused on oh if i do sweet spot then i will lower my vila max no it's not like that it's not that easy yeah so if you change your training um something will happen and maybe also your, your <laughs> also your vo2 max yeah if you do if you have your a hard stimulus your body is not used to he will adapt yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, maybe also with the vo2 max so i would say like three weeks two weeks three weeks two weeks and then you have to change yeah Mm -hmm. We need to put that on a T-shirt for you, Bjorn. Uh, that, that says, "If you change, if you change something, something will happen. Yes. If you change your training, something will happen." That's, yes, that, that that's needs it. to be on the, a, a T-shirt. And yeah. we always, we always think that if we do a certain amount of stress, it will have an impact on that system. But that's not how it is. Hmm. It's not. It will for a little bit of time, and then it'll yes. taper off. Yes, it, it, it's yeah. always like, it, it, the, the, there are some studies out, if you do like VO2 max work, then the VO2 max will change. No, some people will not change. Hmm. They will may have, uh, they will change the VLA max maybe. Yeah? If you do too long VO2 max uh, intervals, very, very, a lot, a lot. I mean like yeah. something like two times 20 minutes, 40, 20. Okay. I don't know if you can survive that, but maybe it will lower. <laughs> okay, well, it depends, depends how hard the 40s are, right? <laughs> yes, at VO2 max. <laughs> and VO2 then max, in between yeah. you're riding only fat max or sweet spot, I can tell you yeah. your VLA max will go down and your <laughs> your 2 max will not rise. Yeah. Yeah. So um, something will happen and you need you, the athlete and especially the coach, they have to look at that. And then you, you do constant testing. It sounds maybe a little bit crazy, uh, when I say that, but it's um, at the end of the day, you are listening to your body and to your athlete. You have an idea, and uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I try to be a very structured coach. 
and calculating the amount of energy we are using and uh, what kind of fibers are maybe used and what kind of utilization we have um, from carbs and stuff. It's, it's a model I know it's not right, uh, but it gives you an idea. And I, it, it works very well. So we have a lot of very good riders this year and we won some very good titles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, you always have to listen to your body and to, 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 to your athlete. Yeah, sometimes you have to change. Yeah, but always keep in mind if you change something, especially doing drastic changes, something will happen. And this is <laughs> now. I, I think it's a very important message because a lot of people are, they are, they they think the training they did three years ago will work again. It will not because your body already changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point because that's something that a lot of people fall back on when they when and I've I've seen it in my athletes um, and in talking to other coaches that. When, when, especially when people hit some kind of wall or some kind of, you know, they plateau and they're like, oh, you know, I used to, I was so fit, you know, 15 years ago or four years ago, what was yeah. I doing? And then they try to go back and repeat what they were doing. Yes. And yeah, to your point, that's not, that's not necessarily a very successful strategy. No, it's not, but it's in our genes. Yeah. It's, it's in our, actually it's in, in, in how we think. Yeah. Our brain mm -hmm. is designed to solve problems. And if we yes. find a strategy to solve problems, we always just going back to the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it goes back to your point about how we're lazy. Yes. Yes. I work with a very good athlete. He won several big races and he was like, I have to go to Mallorca and riding seven hours every day. I will be in shape in two, two weeks. I did that when I was like fourth in the whatever uh, championships. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I can't tell that. Um, <laughs> So what happened? He did that and nothing happened because he did that again and again and again. He was uh -huh. used to that. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you, uh, I, 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 once uh, I heard a very good coach and he was always like, oh yeah, if I got an, an older athlete, it's very hard because they have like this um, mental um, or this, this, this ideas of th how things work. Mm. Yeah, so I always need to do this and then, then I have a training camp there and then I'm in shape. But the older you get, yeah, of course, it, 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 it nothing will get easier and your body is used to that. So maybe you need a new stimulus, and, but it's very hard. It's not like the the body is not the problem. It's more or less the mental side as a coach. Yeah, if I, if I coach someone who's older than, I don't know, and I don't know that athlete and he's like 35, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and world-class rider and he has that idea of training it's it's for me as a coach it's the difficult thing is to change his training mentality doing new things mm. especially yeah. they have a limited time yeah so maybe he's like professional for the next two years and then he wants to see results and then you're doing the training and then he's like oh no this is not going to work it doesn't feel right yeah mm -hmm. it's it's and uh, it's too easy yeah this can't work or something like uh, then they're doing intervals and five minutes intervals, for example, and they're riding them at like nearly VO2 max. And you're saying, no, that's too fast. No, I felt great because they're used to every training has to feel like yeah, being like, like yeah, like death. <laughs> yeah. It worked for them for a certain amount of years, but not now. Mm -hmm. So this is always a problem right. now. And Oh, it's getting very philosophical. I'm very sorry, Michael. <laughs> sorry. No, no, people I think, will yeah, hate, that... hate me for that <laughs> because I, I don't, don't give so. clear answers. Yeah, <laughs> but I, there are no clear answers. I <laughs> yes. also don't cl give clear answers. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't think they they exist. Or uh, you know, life would be boring if they did. Um, so if we're if we're going back to our uh, our triathlete, our long yes. course triathlete. Um, so he, there's, there's a few options for, for them to, to suppress their, their VLA max. If it's, mm -hmm. uh, if it's too high in their, their, you know, Ironman's mm -hmm. goal, um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about VO2 max. So mm -hmm. this is a conversation that I really, really wanted to have. And we've had a little bit offline. Um, what's depending on what the athletes VLA max is, you will prescribe different style of VO2 max 
training. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And before we go on, I just want to, you know, uh, maybe I'm beating a dead horse here and it's obvious, but uh, you want as high a VO2 max as possible. This is something that we, that for the most part, unless you really mess up your gross efficiency, for the most part, especially for amateur athletes, you know, who don't have an exceptionally high VO2 max, usually you want to raise that number. So yeah, um, to, to, to put it in easy words, a high number in a seat position at a, 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 a power output. Yeah, a four four minute power output should be high. That mm-hmm. correlates quite well with the VO two max in a seated position, yeah. not like sprinting like crazy at the last uh, thirty seconds or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So seated position also means you know in the aero position if yes. you're a triathlete. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Not standing. Um, getting back to the yeah, getting back to the VO two max training uh, based on uh, uh, an athlete's VLA max. How do you think about that? For me, it's always like I having two options. Yeah, uh, but it's not right. But for me, it's more always like going long, doing long rides, long easy rides. If I don't have mm-hmm. that time, I doing try to do long, but in a fat max with a high cadence. And then I, I put in some VO2 max work or doing some, especially when it's going more at the, at the beginning, it's very easy. Yeah. Base ride with fat max and then VO2 max works with maybe 15, 15, 30, 30. Mm-hmm. The closer we get to the season or to the, to the racing, you go, go 40, 20, or you do mm-hmm. like primed stuff. Yeah. So you go hard for 90 seconds or two minutes at VO2 max, and then you ride at, your threshold speed for several minutes, yeah. For example, mm-hmm. I don't know, 90 seconds VO2 max and seven minutes threshold. Then, because then, of course, we also use a lot of our VO2 max. So, yep. and um, <clears throat> always keep in mind capacity and utilization. So, the, even if at, at VO2 max work, we should think about um, it's the, the the interval should be should be longer, yeah, and also harder. Okay. Yeah, going starting from from it's like in school, yeah. So we start with one plus one, and then we end at uh, square roots or stuff like that. <laughs> sure. Oh, that is okay. still easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's base, training is very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the stuff we're doing on our platform, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, easy. Doing it with, with normal human thinking, not too much, ramping mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Doing some kind of um, um, mixture of intensities, doing new stuff, but still have like a consistency. Yeah, not mm. trying to narrow down um, or getting more and more specific on VO two max intervals. Maybe I should do forty uh, twenties and with this kind of power output, maybe sprinting here, because then you're always getting like, yeah, it's it's not like the the bigger broader um adaptation that we want yeah so and yeah mm, okay also think about how to d- distribute your uh, intervals okay what do you mean so maybe during the beginning of the season maybe you should do the intervals in the beginning what i do well now it's getting interesting um i have <laughs> secrets no uh, no it's easy um, <laughs> we can it, edit this out afterwards no yeah. no 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 it's absolutely fine um um if you do for example um four times seven minutes 40 20 yep so maybe you do you start writing 30 minutes and then you do the first set and then you do two hours more mm-hmm. at for example fat max speed which can be quite demanding and mm-hmm, then yeah. at the end of that, you're doing the rest of the three intervals with like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 12 minutes break between. Well, that's a good workout. Well, that's hard. Yeah. Tough. yeah. That's so tough. Yeah, yeah, always that's it's, tough. it's not like, and yeah, our body is not like if you're putting points on that, the workout would say, look the same because we have the same intensity and we have, mm-hmm. but on the body wise, mm-hmm. we have totally different adaptations because we were that's already really fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You already hammered on your thumb, and then you hammer again at the end, and that hurts really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're sensitized for sure. That's a really interesting way to think about it. Um, yes. So you don't. So let me just try to paraphrase, and I just want to make sure that I'm getting your your uh, overall idea right. Is that you don't 
worry too much about the structure of an individual workout and prescribing no. workouts. No. You're more about, you know, look, you want to spend some time up here and then and make it progressive so that you increase yes. the total load over the course yeah. of the season as you adapt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then especially if it's going to 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 the racing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's also good for your your for your for your for your um, uh, for your brain, yeah, or, or how your totally. psychological things of coping with uh, when it's getting hard in a race, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I think people don't talk about um, enough about high intensity training, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah. is that it's very good at 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 re at adjusting your perceived exertion, right? So yes. when if you never do high intensity training, then tempo feels very hard, and if you do a bunch of high intensity interval training, even if you haven't gotten any fitter objectively, though that tempo pace or whatever feels easier because it's yes. not as hard as this other training that yes. you've done and yes. you're yes. used to doing. Yeah. And this is yeah. very important, yeah. um, mm -hmm. especially in long course when it's like your yeah. brain stops working after a while. Yeah, look at uh, how, for example, a, 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 a stage race or a, a road race, how it's won. So in the beginning, usually it's a lot of like attacking and stuff like that. And you have to go fast the first hour. It's, it's totally crazy. Yeah? And mm -hmm. then you have like a time where it's pretty easy. Nothing would happen except maybe there are some hard climbs or only one climb and this is important but usually you have like one the, the first hour is crazy then you have like two hours of easy stuff or maybe three or four hours depending on the stage and then at the right. end it's going hard so and you see that a lot in in training yeah so what do 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 some coaches try they try to um going hard in the beginning doing some mm -hmm. training there and then we do the hard stuff at the end yeah mm -hmm. so i i like that idea and and some way uh, because it, it can help you and also it, it, as i talked about the adaptations and things like that it's nice and also good for the head uh. on the other hand i would say okay don't overdo that yeah yeah <laughs> always well, doing just, every interval okay. as hard as possible it's not working yeah so um always keeping in mind okay how much energy uh, do we use and uh, what kind of intervals will fit and maybe we should, should we always should start easy and also having also during season we also should say okay maybe we should um uh, putting adding some easy stuff yeah because it's it's always trying to go harder and harder and harder will not work yeah mm -hmm. we're yeah, too clever yeah, for a that breaking point. yeah <laughs> Yeah, the body starts to shut down after a while. Yes, yes. And logic and emotions are sharing one place, and that's our brain. So, and if the logic says, okay, I have to go harder, our emotions will say, no, sorry, I can't. It hurts. Yeah, that's a good point. Like if you if you throw too much at people, then they they yeah they they just become aware of it and afraid of it almost. Like yeah. uh, it, the the anxiety around that hard work becomes pretty severe. Yeah, and we always see that in testing. People are afraid of testing. That's actually, I had a conversation with a, with another coach who I, whose opinion I really respect. He hasn't given me permission to mention who it is, so we'll keep it, keep it, keep it hushed. But uh, um, he, he mentioned this point, and this is something I, I very much agree with. Um, we both have athletes who don't test well, and I think, I think all coaches probably have athletes who yes. are just, who just get in their own heads way too much. And for those people, we, rather than testing them, because it just, it doesn't, it's not useful. It doesn't yeah. provide any useful information. They always test low. Um, we use instead, you know, rate of perceived exertion for high, for hard workouts. So if, yeah. you know, RPE for hard workouts goes down, then there's a pretty good sign that, that we're improving and that we can make some changes. And if yeah. it's, if it goes up, then maybe that's an that's a, that's a warning sign that we need to back off. So rather than there's lots of ways to approach the, you know, the question of, yeah. of so gauging it. What I do is, um, I design workouts I can use for calculating, um, um, the VO2 max and VLA max. It's, it's a very nice nasty way to do that i know Ooh, that so very no one, sneaky <laughs> yeah i know it's very <laughs> sneaky so but i know if i if i put test in that training plan <laughs> it's completely shut down so i need to come up with some crazy training and they like yeah. that actually because they feel challenged and i want to do that yeah. and then i get the numbers yeah. So um, oh. sometimes people do tests and they don't know that. Yes, well, I, I'm going to talk to you about that. <laughs> that's very, that's very clever. <laughs> well, Bjorn, listen, this has been this has been a real treat. Uh, like I like I said in the in the introduction, um, these are maybe this is a longer conversation than we than we often have, but we uh, I really I'm grateful for the opportunity to pick your brain like this on a on a regular basis, not you know more than twice a year. 
uh, when we formally have you on the show. So thank you as always for your time and uh, you know your willingness to share all of this all of this information. Yes, of course, always. It's always fun. Listeners, as always, if you like what you heard, tell your friends, tell them what you learned. Give us a rating uh, and a review on iTunes. Consider also supporting us on Patreon. Yeah.